When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf, to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to join. And be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, that spells BELIEVE, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? You know, in the dog days of camp, enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather's been pretty, pretty, pretty beautiful. Um, a few cloudy, light rain days, but other than that, it's been, um, you know, sunshine and out here in what they call, I guess, the desert of Canada. But I mean, lots of mountains, lots of scenery, no complaints. And quickly into the preseason, right? Yes. Um, the boys roll out and play tomorrow. Um, me and, uh, the other vets are sitting this one out, but we will be in action next Thursday. Do you guys only get one sit out and then you guys are back at it for what? Like another four pre four preseason games or how many? Nah, it's just only two and then straight oh, only, to the season. Okay. It's only two. Oh, so the NFL is like four, but okay. Yeah. You guys do yeah. two, right? Okay. I mean, that's it's even better. Is there like a, is there like a heavy kind of like a cut day or like a deadline day? Much like because um, with two with two games, like I mean, yeah, there's a cut. There was already a, a cut after already camp. Um, a few cuts throughout these training weeks, and then there will be the final cut. Um, the day after the second preseason game. Yeah, always tough days. See, all right, that's how it goes. That's uh, football for you, and um. Just kind of sticking with football, obviously talking about UCLA. Um, let's jump into recruiting. There were eight, um, well, based on the knowledge I picked up a couple of weeks ago, they should be getting greeted at campus already. Um, so assuming that's kind of taking place right now as we're recording, they're going to be spending the next two or three days there. Um, one of them, or they've they've gotten some pretty good results from recruiting already. 
they did um okay so do you remember the last episode when i said ken norton jr said you're you're our guy there's a reason why we brought you in for this first group yada 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 Mm -hmm. well he committed um isaiah patterson the linebacker three stars six three 235 pounds he's from washington and that is the second uh recruit uh yeah second recruit from washington they got last week or i guess this past week um they also got another offensive lineman this one an offensive tackle from the state of washington as well he is marquise thorpe taylor so he can he's easily going to be a mtt that's going to be i'm sure that would be his initials but um when he gets kind of embedded in the program but 65 315 pounds the biggest lineman of the three that they already have committed um they have a few more that are taking visits and whatnot but three offensive linemen this early i'm uh, tim drevno is doing his thing um you know it looked a little shaky after justin fry left but i mean to get three this early on i think that's kind of it's kind of impressive right i would imagine so these are for the class of 24. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not so you're looking this ahead. upcoming season. No, yeah, not the yeah. following season. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's definitely one of the, the that's issues the area. That, that we've been, you know, mm-hmm. talking about missing. So, yeah, it looks like that. Yeah, they're already on it. I'm surprised. Well, they did get the transfer from Colorado. Um, but I am kind of somewhat surprised that they haven't made more pushes for um offensive linemen in the portal well they the the thing is they look they looked thin i kind of would forget about it sometimes they looked thin during spring ball because some of the guys in the portal hadn't shown up yet so they're still fall, fall camp they'll have more depth they should have more depth because they added a guy from college of the sequoias who's already there, but he came kind of late during the spring. And then they have Jake Wiley, the Colorado kid. And then they have another dude from Old Dominion, Keandre Counta. And then there might be another guy here. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. So they added another guy from Juco. Then they have another guy that's coming in. And then they have... Devake, who's from Summit High in Fontana. I don't think he was there in the spring. I think he's going to be coming in um, for training camp. I think he was waiting for the high school, you know, to graduate, graduate high school. Mm-hmm. And all. I don't think he was an early enrollee. Um, so, yeah, they'll get some guys. They'll get they'll get some guys kind of coming in. So they'll have depth. It just looked very thin. Um, but to have three recruits at offensive line already, and they're still recruiting offensive line, I mean that that's a, they're that's a focus, right? Like there there's there's an emphasis being made on like w- this is something we're aware of. Like we have to address mm-hmm. this cuz I think they had one offensive lineman in the last year's class in the last two classes, but then the one before that um which might have had some of Justin Fry's um you know, kind of um his hand still all over that class. They had like four or five guys, I think. Um so maybe you're just kind of replenishing guys. You didn't need guys when you had Sean Ryan, uh, Alec Anderson, uh, John Gaines, and Moffy. When you had those guys kind of there stable for a couple of years, you weren't getting a lot of depth coming in. But now you're kind of replenishing that room. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of college football, too. Like, very different than pro leagues. Or even with the transfer portal, you can't replace an entire line. So, I mean, you got to look ahead. Even, you know, after this year, Duke will be gone. Um, potentially, you know, potentially probably, some, yeah. some, some other guys could mm-hmm. could um, declare. They could graduate. They could enter the portal themselves. So, I mean, yeah, for for college um, positional coaches, it's always looking ahead of like, what am I going to have next year? Which kind of sucks because you you can't just focus on now. You always have to be, you know, building ahead for the years to come to make sure that you have depth because at a certain point when that season gets going, there's no more. You can't just bring in a transfer portal kid right. and as soon as you know you have an injury or nothing, there's no free agents throughout the season. It's whoever you have going into the season is who you have for the rest of the year. So it's always important, you know, to build that depth up and have guys that um, you know, may not be ready per se immediately as they step on, but you mm-hmm. know, kids that you um, you know, you can build, project, and grow into the roles that you need to fill. So it's 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 interesting because you know I I know some of the the UCLA fans on Twitter, um, and this isn't a knock on them, but I know they would you would get frustrated just because that's what it would look like in this last class. Like I said, they only had like one offensive lineman, so everyone's like, "What's the deal? Why why aren't they recruiting offensive linemen?" And then it just like, "What is Drevno doing? Like he should be replenishing his room, and now he has three. So it's like you know." You kind of have to give them a little slack. The coaching staff, they kind of know what they're doing, I would think. But it's just kind of interesting to it that at that moment in time where the fans are just like, what are we doing? Um, recruiting is recruiting is tough. It's not a snap yeah. of the finger and automatically, oh, we have <laughs> we have brand new two five star linemen right. coming in this summer. Like it's it's a process, especially with these kids, the portable NIL. Like there's so mm-hmm. many things like that coaches have to go through just to get these kids. And then at the same time, these are their kids. You're trying to get, you know, 16, 17 uh, yeah. year old kids to make decisions about what they're going to do for the next um, four or five, three, five three, years. Three, yeah. 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 So, um, and we know how this generation is when it, mm-hmm. you know, comes to social media and, you know, the cloud attention, all those types of things. So, I mean, a, a lot of them, you know, want to, try to wait and make that that decision on signing day, make the big ESPN thing, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. recruiting is definitely a, a process, a long process and not just a snap at the finger thing. So shout out, you know, you know, shout out to the coach for getting three guys to commit early. Hopefully um, we get them signed. That is a whole nother. That's, yeah. That's the a whole that's nother the, process. Right. Um, And then, a name I'm assuming you're going to be familiar with. Well, actually, real quick, uh, for the offensive line, um, Nathan Roy, the brother of Ben Roy, who's already um, a UCLA Bruin on the offensive line, uh, he had a visit. So I maybe didn't expect him to, to commit right away, but I would imagine he's going to. He's a four-star offensive lineman from Wisconsin. Obviously, that's where his brother's from. He's already familiar with the campus, familiar with the coaches. Um, you know, got to hang out with his brother during his visit. So you would think he's going to come, but you never know. Um, nothing's for certain, but I think he has some different offers he can uh, explore. But part of me is like, you know, why not? Why would, why would you not join your brother? But um, going back to what I was saying, um, a name I'm assuming, or at least the last name you would probably be familiar with, 
Um, Christian Dunbar Hawkins. Hawkins is the last name I'm sure you'd probably be familiar with, um, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he's Armand's nephew, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so maybe he's off the, the ground zero tree. He's out of the ground zero tree, off the ground zero tree. He's from a modern day defensive back. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Um, already committed the highest ranked recruit for UCLA at the moment. He took a visit, um, but I just thought it was funny that Jim Mora and UConn sent him an offer, <laughs> sent him an offer um, yesterday, I guess. And I was like, oh, look at Mora. He's over here. He knew what he was doing. I mean, you have to that imagine. Might, he knew <laughs> that might be the works of Jalil Wadud. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, was, is, was he a ground zero guy as well? I'm trying to. Can't no, but just he was. Being but a, just the LA, area, the LA yeah. guy, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, right, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I just I thought that was kind of interesting. But seems pretty com- um pretty solid commit. I think I even saw his tweet, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for Christian, where he said that him going to the UCLA visit was more or less was like, yep, it only solidified why I wanted to go, why I committed here. So I think he's pretty dialed in. Again, much like you said, never know. You got to wait until they actually sign. Um, before you can get too, too excited about these guys. Um, but we did get a question, like literally 10 minutes before we started recording. And this came in from uh, his username is at 3X Oscar winner. I wonder if he's really won three Oscars. But anyways, um, 3X Oscar winner on Twitter um, had a couple questions that I thought were interesting because I, d- I posted a list of the eight guys that were out on visits this weekend. And one thing he said was, he said, is it a good idea to have so many visitors in at one time, especially players that play the same position? What is the norm? I'm not implying that they're doing that. They're doing anything wrong, but I, I cause he's like, I have no idea. Uh, he's just kind of curious behind the thinking, the thinking behind it. And if there's any strategy, um, so where, what do you, um, just kind of based on what you know, and as someone who's been recruited, do you look at those kind of things when, you know, you're a linebacker, you're there on a visit, but there's also two other linebackers. Um, Do you kind of like keep that in mind and say, well, yeah, these guys are saying they want me, but they also want these other three linebackers or whatever. And, you know, there's other ones being uh, visiting on different days, but, or different weekends. But I just thought that was kind of an interesting question of like, is there such thing as too many? I answered the question on Twitter already, so I can give my answer after, but I'm just kind of curious about your thoughts of like having eight guys there on visits, some of them uh, being guys at most at the same position. Coaches usually try to build up a big weekend and get in, I wouldn't say as many recruits as they can, but um, generally like a, a good group or class together. Um, kind of to build, you know, that group or, you know, Guys are going to come in together. I know for mine, it had, um, I think mine was majority defense. I think we had about, um, it was th- it was three linebackers. It was me, Roquan Smith, and Keyshawn Lucier South. It was 
Nate Metters, Octavius Spencer, Colin Samuel, and Deshaun Holiday. Um, and then some other guys had came around now already um, committed to uh, UCLA. Mm-hmm. So um, they kind of do that to – it's not so – it's guys competing for a spot, but it's it's kind of like – coaches will try to say like, this is, you know, you guys are the future. This could be the unit. This could be mm-hmm. the group um, that comes in and makes that different. So it's kind of like already like beginning and molding the the class together. And it's probably like that for the offensive linemen. Like, uh, you know, these three can be, you, you three can be the guys moving forward, mm-hmm. be, be that unit, you know, in that class, grow up together, be starters, that type of thing. So it's not, it's not, um, you know, like a competition thing. I think it'd be weird if it was like two quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, right. Or right, right. it was two running backs, like a position where it's like really like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's two you kickers, or me. It's yeah, like, yeah. 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 Where it's two y'all. And it's like, you know, you know, right. who's getting more attention? You know, who's mm-hmm. showing, you know, it, it's not because you, you can't really like, you can't explain that. Like coaches, like you can't say, like, oh yeah, you and him, you guys are going to work together. Like that doesn't work at quarterback. That, you know, maybe at receiver. And maybe at running back, you can get away with that. But like at quarterback, you can't do that. But offensive line, obviously, would make a lot of sense with there being five. Yeah. So, there. so yeah. So majority other positions is multiple. And, and you can see like, okay, he would play Mike. I'd play Will. He would play Sam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like this would, it would be us, you know, like we're watching film. Okay. We would all have spots on the field, that type of thing. Right. Um, And that's, you know, I feel like that's more of, of what, they had going on and another thing too is um coaches will prioritize who they want to try to get sometimes in when um that official is say they they might i mean kids have their say too of when they're Mm -hmm. trying to you know get their official if like it is what it is or weekends are open but for the most part a lot of coaches will try to get um like this is a priority guy we need to get him in to see where his mind's at you know maybe you don't get that kid. So then you can have another kid come the following weekend or the next few weekends, but this kid is a priority. So let's hopefully bring him in and get him committed. And then we can knock that spot or that position off the board moving forward. Yeah, no, I think that's a, I think you said it well. And that was some of my answer on Twitter. I kind of went with, it's kind of like you have these bigger weekends, especially this weekend's like Memorial weekend. So it's kind of like a longer weekend for some people where there's a little bit more flexibility where kids don't have to go back to school right away on Monday. So maybe there's a lot of them, a lot of the the athletes prioritizing, well, hey, let's go on this weekend. And, you know, why not be in California for an extra day? Maybe if 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 you have to or whatever. But um, that was kind of my ex- explanation was like they, you know, it kind of works out if, if so-and-so already has something set up with Washington or USC or something already then that's just the kind of date that worked for both parties, for example. So um, that's kind of that's kind of what I kind of said. That was kind of my answer to it. But I, I think that's a good point, too, where you can get maybe a position group together like linebacker, offensive line, defensive line, and say, this is where we could see all of you guys together and, and give everyone a spot and show them on the field together because then no one's left out. No one's feeling mm-hmm. like, well, what am I even doing here? Um So I I think that's interesting. And I think the quarterback thing is interesting. Like you still have to recruit quarterback, but they have, um, they had Zach Wilson's brother. I'm blanking on his name at the moment. Um, He committed to Utah. They live in Utah. I think uh, Zach Wilson went to BYU. Um, His top six was like UCLA, BYU, Utah, and like three other schools. I don't remember. Um, but he was like a four-star quarterback. They also had the modern day quarterback that was there that weekend or supposedly he was there. I never, I don't think I saw him 
the weekend that I, I saw the recruits coming in um, a couple weeks back. So I'm just like, and he was a four-star recruit, quarterback recruit as well. And I'm just like, man, do they really need a quarterback? Like they got Dante Moore, you got Schley, you got, you know, I mean, I don't know how long. I think Schley has two years of eligibility. Um, you have Justin Martin there. Um, sure, Chase Griffin, I think this might be his final year. Should probably be his final year. Um, and then you have Garbers there, who's at least set up to be there for this year. And then I would imagine next year as well. So it's like, man, like, can you really recruit quarterback? But you kind of kind of have to right like it never it never stops you have to continue to replenish that position but it's just so crazy that you get four-star quarterbacks coming in and like i don't know if i if i was a four-star quarterback and i'm looking at i mean if you if you want to compete then sure but i'm just like for me i'm like y'all got dante moore there y'all have justin martin like where do i fit it like if you're a four like it's different if you're like three star quarterback, and I mean it doesn't matter once you once you're there, as we've said on this podcast before, the stars don't matter anymore. So, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like if you look at it from that kind of standpoint, it's like, where am I really? What what am I really doing here? Like what like do yeah. I really? Is this really the place I need? I even if you want to be there, and you're taking the visit just because you want to be there or you, you want to see how it's going to work out, but I mean I don't know. But that that's one of those positions, I guess. Yeah, it all depends on on the kid, their goals and their plans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are guys there for the degree? Is a guy there um to be close to home? Is it, you know, or is it to just go to the NFL, get play time, compete? So I mean, yeah, quarterback's a tough one because you never know what will happen, you know, with injuries and transfers mm-hmm. and all that type of things. So like you always have to have guys in there ready to go, um, which can be difficult because that's one of those those groups where it's only one person. Um, playing but also for a coach you want guys that are going to contribute to the room and for the team success guys that um, will help break down defenses break down film um, help with the preparation for whoever the starter is going to be you see that even um, now in the pro level I mean it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of the times you see um, there be a starter and then you have those you know those vets that are you know the backups are in the room that um, I guarantee have a lot of help and have a lot of you know mm-hmm. hands hands on when it's, you know, not game day of getting the quarterback prepared and helping the team be successful. And I, I mean, I believe that's probably a role that Chase Griffin's in right now mm-hmm. um, with all the competition going on. He's the guy that's been there the longest and probably knows the system better than anyone else, even though he hasn't played nearly as much, but mm-hmm. I guarantee that next year when he leaves, it's going to be a big loss for the room because everything he probably contributes. Yep. That's that's for sure. Um, and interesting that you mentioned the the pro level too. I don't know if you saw. I guess it because I kind of remember it, but the 49ers had a game where I think like they had two quarterbacks that got bumped out, and they were pretty mm-hmm. much just running the ball. They made a rule where um, they added a I guess a third quarterback to the roster. Or I guess yeah, I think it's like a third quarterback to the roster, but um, or two that could be on the active game day roster, but doesn't count against the roster, but it's just to help prevent that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And I could see that at UCLA. I mean, um, Rick Neuheisel tells a story on Sirius XM radio all the time of he had two quarterbacks battling for the position and both of them went down with like leg issues during like summer camp or something the same day. And <laughs> the whole season yeah, so was like, yeah, like what out do you, the window. What do you do? Yeah, 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 and I mean, yeah. for the 49ers, their their situation was crazy. Yeah, your starter gets hurt. Your mm-hmm. next, the other dude competing with him got hurt. Purdy, 
uh, ne- your Purdy, yeah. and then the guy you bring in to hopefully be a backup, he gets hurt. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yep. that's a position where it's like, you never know when you're going to need the depth, but you're mm-hmm. going to need it because that is a position that like, you can't just put anyone in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where right. there's certain things <laughs> yeah. where it's like, right. you know, maybe a certain DB is hurt. You have all these other DBs to put in there or a linebacker spots hurt. You have to put a bigger DB in there or a DN's hurt. You have to put a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like kind mm-hmm. of, all these missions you could you might be able to get away with, you know, having somebody else, but like quarterback, like you can't put your, you know, you put a running yeah. back in there, we can't throw, you put a, I don't know, a receiver in there, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's, that's a, that's a, a, like a pivotal position of like, you need a guy that knows what he's doing. You can't just throw somebody in there. That's like win or loss. Right. And, it's pretty pretty much like Chase Griffin. When he got his yeah. moment, I mean, they damn near still almost beat Oregon. <laughs> and he and that's yeah, that's a guy and that's it, already know, and knows what he's doing. And he'll tell you he had it on uh on Twitter when we, we were talking about something. And he said he's he's one to know in the Rose Bowl. So, you know, he 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 remembers what he did and he knows what he can do. So um and that's what you want. You want to have confident quarterbacks. Um but to that point, um, maybe this is not so much of a trick question. I don't know if you saw the tweet that I also put out about like an hour ago. Um, who would you say right now is the face of UCLA football? As far as like guys on the active roster right now. I it's not like it's not really like a trick question, trick question, but it, like I would imagine it, it's, okay. it's 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 between it's between two people right now. It's between Latu Latu. Mm-hmm. And the second one I would say would be Dante Moore. Okay, so I'm glad you brought up Latu. So I I was at I was at Walmart getting some stuff for the house, whatever. And I knew that the preview magazines were starting to come out. Mm-hmm. So I went looking in the magazine aisle, and I didn't see the the magazine. I had seen someone tweet out, so I was like, okay, maybe they're just not in stores yet. And then right when I go to to check out. I see the magazine. I pick up the magazine. I look at the magazine. And I had a thought about it. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. But I had a thought about it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, weird, weird. I checked the date. Yep, 2023. Okay. And I just bought it. And I I went back to the car and I looked at it again. Number 15 jersey. Mm -hmm. I go and look look at the roster. And I'm like, who's number 15? Latu. All right, got it. I'm trying to show you on the thing, but it wants to be blurry. Does that look like Latu? That is an African American player. Who is that? That is Jordan Denmark Keith from like two years ago. And I knew right away because it says like grad transfer on it or no graduate. Um, but I'm like, this is an African American man. Now, sure, you you may have just been in the habit of just putting DTR in there the last two or three years and calling it a day. And I know that for these magazines, they regionalize them. So it's the same magazine, but they change the cover based on what area it is. So they get a cow guy. They they usually they usually have a Stanford guy, but they don't this year. Um, they get a cow guy. They get a USC guy, obviously Caleb Williams, and they get a UCLA guy. But I'm just like, wow, is that where UCLA is at right now with the national magazines? I'm like, that's kind of tough. And even on the that's inside, like- on the inside, hold on, even on the inside picture. It was dude again. Wrong. Jordan Jim Marquis. And it said caption, Latu Latu. And I'm like, that is not Latu Latu. 
And I hate calling out like publications because I obviously I work for a publication. And I hate when we get that's that's all, that's what I was about to say. How does something like that get approved and passed through and printed that's what I'm saying. and copied over and over? Like, how did that, nobody catch that? That's in stores, and that ain't coming back. That that ain't getting sent back. I don't necessarily think they're gonna be making copies to fix the mistake. Oof. But I just thought that was kind of crazy because I'm just like, I mean, that but that that's partly why it's kind of like bad not bad but that you're it's kind of risky when you're you're putting out um a magazine so early and i mean we had it one year um the high school magazine that lokenny and helinski and ding ding Al- and alloway were on so not that year but i think like the next year or the year after we had like a centennial dude on there and dude transferred out after he was on the cover of the magazine but then transferred out and went to a different school and we're like like the magazine was already out, but do transfer like super late in the summer. Okay, that that's not as bad. That's not as bad. No, but I'm just like that's the risk you take. But I'm we, just like you can do from like two years ago. We need a public apology to UCLA football <laughs> and Latu Latu of the disrespect that we will not be taking. They put Kayla Williams on there, and we know that's Kayla Williams. Yep, yep. And put then the respect other... on Latu Latu's name. That's crazy. And then they have um, Jaden Knott, who's from Norco. Um, who's the cow running back, the the sophomore now. Um, but I saw that and I was like, damn. I'm like, I gotta I gotta tell Twitter folks about this. And they weren't happy about it. And uh they had some choice words for for the magazine. Um it's tough. I get it. I'm I'm I you know, I work for a newspaper, we have our fair share of typos sometimes, but man, if you're gonna, you know, you put him that you put dude that big, you can't miss. You can't. And then you put him again on the inside cover and got it wrong again. Yikes. Yeah, d- doubling down on the disrespect. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Um, but thought I'd mention that to you and just kind of see where, where what your reaction was. And I was just kind of curious if 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 you would kind of guess a lot to um, there. Dante Moore is another um, good guess as well. Hey everybody just wanted to take a quick break to remind you guys that the football season is right around the corner. And when you're headed out to the Rose Bowl, What better shirt to wear than a Believe in UCLA football podcast shirt? By doing that, you're going out, you're going to the game, you're supporting your team, and you're supporting your favorite podcast at the same time. Some of the proceeds go back to the podcast and help support the content and the different things that we have planned going forward. So what better way to, again, support your team and your favorite podcast than by picking up the shirts? Now, where can you find these shirts? They're available at the Believe Network store. And we made it very easy for you. Scroll down on this podcast. Check out the description. I got two links there for you for two different shirts. Make sure you check them out. Find the one that's right for you. And hopefully I see you wearing them out at the game. I'd love to see you wear them. Um, I do want to, I guess, kind of provide an update. This is not this is not like kind of publicly. There was no press release or anything like that. Um, But for Bill McGovern there, I'm I'm. I'm taking it for I'm taking it for what it is. I'm just kind of reading the tea leaves here. Um, there was a photo put out uh, by Ryan Abraham. Abraham, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm getting the name wrong. He covers UCL. He covers USC football, but he was at this bicycle event uh, fundraiser, um, and he took a photo with Chip Kelly and and Tim Drevno, who we talked about earlier, the offensive line coach, and they had these shirts. and And even even uh, so, the USC reporter had said. Um, oh, they're here for for Bill McGovern. Um, 
And they even had shirts said that said biking for Billy. So it was a cancer fundraiser event. Um, as we all know, Bill McGovern, former defensive coordinator, had um, you know, an unspecified, undisclosed illness, and he still remains with the team, and I believe he's the football director of administration. Um, but yeah, so I'll kind of leave that there. It was a cancer event, and they were, you know, fundraising on behalf of Bill McGovern. So um, just want to kind of put that out there again, nothing official might be some time before we can even ask chip about that. Um, and even kind of just get a, an update. I'm sure he's in communication pretty often with Bill McGovern, but just wanted to send some positive vibes out to Bill McGovern um, based on what I was able to kind of look, it's all public information um, for the biking for Billy team. It uh, looks like some of McGovern's, um, some of his family was there. Um, the tight ends coach, Jeff Ferris, was there. Um, and I believe, you know, a few other guys from the staff, um, Keith Belton, the strength and conditioning coach, and um, uh, and then Ryan Gunnerson and, and I think his wife maybe. Um, but they raised over like $11,000. So I just thought it was pretty cool that they were able to do that and kind of uh, support Bill McGovern in that way. Again, just kind of, take that information for what it is but just wanted to kind of mention that and again send positive vibes out to uh bill mcgovern um trying to think what else i think that's kind of all i really got i'm sure there's some questions um that we can get into i mentioned one earlier another one that was kind of someone asked me but i saw this martin jarman athletic director did a um he did an article with or more or less a Q&A with um, Sports Illustrated. And in that article, he was asked uh, some a couple questions, some things we've kind of asked him about before. But one of them was, will we ever see alternate uniforms for the football team? And he just said, and? he said, we will not rule out the possibility, but we want to make sure the timing is right. Uh, or he wants to make sure when we do, if we do do it, that we do it right and that it honors the tradition, like it honors, you know, whatever they're, they're honoring or, you know, it's done right pretty much. Um, so does that mean you're going to get alternate, alternate jerseys this year? No, but uh, we've kind of talked about this already, but what would you like to see them? And I've seen some like old school baby blues that were put out there. And I think they even warm like from way back in the day. And I think they warm again, like in 2009, I don't know what, what kind of like, when was the last time there was really like, different uniforms for UCLA. Uh, did you, what, did you guys do it often? I know they were the all blacks and whatnot, with but I don't Adi know. If... With Adidas, there was one a year when we went to Under Armour um, with, with Mora, mm -hmm. we did a whiteout and then never again. There was talks, but then those whites ended up being our practice pants. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was crazy. That's when we knew it was like, Oh yeah. Chip's doing no alternates. That's if this oh, is so you all knew from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. knew like, oh, we're never getting those again. But with Adidas, it was fire because it was like one a year and mm -hmm. we got to keep them. Um, we had like the the black joints, the before me mm -hmm. had the the gray joints. They had a we had a military one where it was like a navy blue with a mm -hmm. with an American flag face mask situation. Really? Um yeah. I don't think I saw that one. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look but, it up. But uh I think chip likes under like the tradition like having mm -hmm. just a home and away like alabama yeah. like se like so mm -hmm. um if it's up to him i doubt they do that even though coming from from oregon 
Yeah. But I feel like that was Oregon's tradition, you know, Oregon's yeah, tradition yeah, yeah. having something different every week and like mm-hmm. UCLA being one of the prestigious, you know, right. I think having just the classics are like what, what it is. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure for as many people who want to see the alternate, like the alternate jerseys, I would imagine the moment they change them, people are going to be like, what are they doing? What is this? This is not what we do. This is not tradition. So it's going to go back the other way, regardless. Um, you're going to, yeah, you're going to get love and hate for it. <laughs> you're never going to win. So. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. So obviously you guys aren't going to keep the, the day to day or your week to week jerseys. Um, but the alternates you guys did get to keep just because they were kind of one-offs more or less. Right. I mean, at the end of the season, you do get your jerseys. Oh, you do. Okay. So they are brand. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. They get brand new ones every year. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they look the same you get, you get them every year. And there's like, I mean, there's always extras because in case your jersey rips, I don't think give us extra ones, but. Yeah, at the end of the year, you get a home and away. Oh, wow. Okay, so that raises the question. What did you do with yours? So, wait, um, you would have, you probably have like four and four. So, you probably have like eight total? Something like that. You still have I think one of them used for our senior thing. I don't know what. Or like they put in the frame on for senior day, that whole deal? Or Yeah, some, they, they at the house somewhere or they at with family. But so. you didn't, but you didn't like sell them or anything? No. I know like I know, some of the yeah that was that's yeah. the thing I know people do do that and yeah. like before NIL that was a really big thing mm-hmm. um but yeah now it's crazy because like especially like Oregon they got all the jerseys like my boy like has all Damn. of his all of Gary Baker has all of his jerseys Damn. wait do they put um I'm yeah you guys do last names you guys put last names on the back of the jersey right mm-hmm. and then that's not the sewed on strip right it's like on there right nah it's like a sewed on plate oh it is the plate situation yeah Yeah. okay um okay good deal interesting again as we kind of wrap things up we have a few minutes here i did see um i guess uh shea pitts is teammates with somebody or he's there uh for the titans with somebody who like i guess shea pitts grandfather and this other dude's grandfather played in like super bowl two or something like small world, I think I Super Bowl, know. yeah, like yeah, like one or two. Or at first, at first, I thought I was saying uh, Shea Pitts' dad, Ron, and I'm like, he's not that old. Uh, but I mean, then he I, played I in league, he played in league two. But... No, I know, but that's why I was like, oh dang! But I didn't. I guess I I didn't. I never knew that Shea's grandfather played, or I yeah. would have asked him about. It. I I didn't even know that. I knew yeah, his, NFL, I knew his father NFL lineage. I guess I guess because his father played at UCLA. I always heard about that, but I never heard about the ground. I'm assuming he didn't go to UCLA. So maybe that's why um, mm-hmm. I didn't hear about it, but I thought that was interesting. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Give us any feedback, Instagram as well. And um, yeah, let us know what you think. Again, this has been the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.